Yeah. And there, there are moments like, and, and we, we've all been on trips together, like whether they've been domestic or overseas, like that's what running's about. Like, you know, you're getting together yeah. and we're all put it out there on the, on the, on the race day, but then catch up and share the war stories. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why I watching Dano try to <laughs> use his yogurt maker. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that was. Or when I bought that orange with a straw in it for eight bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eight buck orange. Yeah. Eight buck orange. I think the Japanese economy is still still uh, going strong <laughs> off the back of your uh, antics over there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to episode 39 of the Run Culture Podcast. Today's a great one. I chew the fat with two of my best running mates over the years, Zach and Newman and Matt Mattress Davey. They are two of the original co-founders of the Run to PB's online coaching group. And we just talk about how their running careers have unfolded over the last 20 years and a lot of their positive experiences and what they've learned. And then we go into a bit about their coaching business and what they're looking forward to and enjoying there. So I hope you enjoy this one. I'll introduce them further as the episode progresses. It's a great one. It's a great one for a long run. Listen, listen in. Welcome to the Run Culture Podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I'm an experienced runner and running physiotherapist. I created this podcast not only so I had an excuse to talk running each and every week, something that I love to do, but more importantly, this podcast gives me the opportunity to interview fellow runners, friends and health professionals in a relaxed and easygoing format. This podcast is designed for the everyday runner, so we can all live, learn, grow and enjoy everything there is to running together. I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, Zaka. Here, is. Here we go. Nice. Awesome. I think we're all on. I think we have multiple, uh, multiple calls going. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> cool. Unreal. Nice. How's everyone going? Yeah. yeah good. Pretty good, mate. Um, yeah, just just did an easy jog this morning. Oh, I did an easy jog around um, Frankston Reserve this morning and then some yep. hills. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. What did you guys get up to? I uh, rolled 80 minutes in the end. Um, I hadn't run in a couple of days, so it was kind of nice um, and just went a bit longer than I planned. I, I'm, um, yeah, just went along the Yarra and uh, back up the hills and, yeah, no no session, just rolled it. What sort of pace? I don't know, mate. I just I, – I didn't uh, didn't even have a watch on. <laughs> 540s? Yeah, probably. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a nice whack early. <laughs> No runs for a couple of days, Zucker. Yeah, oh, I've just been getting slammed with work. Like, I mean, yeah, just kind of getting getting my bearings with that. So I just put put the head down and just yeah. But it's good to get some uh, get back out there. How's Corona affected work? Um, yeah, it's I'm working from home now, um, like everyone. But um, yeah, just interesting times because like a lot of our you know stuffs around events and merch and stuff like that. Um, but we've been able to pivot. We've got a few things that we're looking away at. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting over the next few months. That uh, yeah, just hanging in there. 
Mattress, what did you get up to this morning? Um, oh, I had a bit of a uh, – did some hills around uh, Devil Bend, up, you know, in the oh, – it's out, out the back of um, – on Hodgins Road. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that nice gradual sort of 1K. Yeah, 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 that one, yeah. So I did three threes, three ones and three thirties. Um, yeah, up around there. So trying to get a bit of bit of speed back in the legs for those minutes and thirties, really. Yeah, awesome. A bit of strength. Yeah, no, it was good. Oh, no, yeah, bumped into Ben. Oh, around too. Bumped into him. <laughs> yeah, randomly, I was just doing my warm up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, yeah, we we uh, ran a couple of meters apart for about five minutes. Yeah, the white violin or. No, no, no. No, Ben Griffiths, uh, one of the guys, Dano uh, coaches. He's actually um, really talented. He, he ran 404 in um, Pegasus Turbos the other day. <laughs> <laughs> for a 1500, not yeah, a for a 15. <laughs> Mile. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, I just wanted to introduce you two guys. So, um, Welcome back to another episode of the Run Culture Podcast. Today, I'm lucky to have um, two really close friends, um, two fellow runners and two coaches, actually, with, with me today on the podcast. Um, one of them was the, one of the groomsmen at my wedding. He was a housemate in 2011. He's the 2017 Auckland Marathon winner, uh, <laughs> been my training partner for the better part of the last decade. Uh, he's got PBs all about one or two seconds slower than mine, uh, except for Hastings Park Run. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the one that counts. <laughs> one of the most easygoing, relaxed men I know. Uh, he's been a teacher at Caram, Caram Downs for, was it 14 years? Yeah, I think 13 or 14 years. Yeah, well, this might be my 14th. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Literally a part of the furniture down there. And uh, a man that I've been trying to get on the podcast for months, Matt Davey, better known and more affectionately known as Mattress. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast uh, Thanks Dano, it's great to be here Great, long time uh, listener <laughs> Podcast <laughs> And the, yeah, the other, the other man um, uh, Well, there's not many guys that I've got in the height department But uh, this guy is one of them um, <laughs> He's one of the men hey. Snap yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's one of the men behind the scenes for the Inside Running podcast He's had a long career in marketing. He's he along with Mattress and Brady Threlfall are the original co-founders of the co- online coaching group Run to PBs and Gemma. Oh, and Gemma, yeah, <laughs> Gemma Maney. He boasts PBs that I could only dream of over the half marathon, running sixty-six, fifty-seven, and ten k's in thirty twenty-five. Um, it pains me to say that he's pretty handy on the golf course. Um, <laughs> Without fail, he always harks back to the cricket days um, where he used to bowl some leg spinners. Um, and he can definitely make a delightful ap- Aperol spritz. Um, Zach and Newman, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Dano. I'll, um, I'll have to send you some, some money, uh, wire you some money for some of those. Uh, some of those <laughs> Not sure if they're all true, but um, let's go with them. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I'm uh, looking forward to having a chat with you boys. It's um, Obviously, strange times, and we can't all get out together for a, our usual runs. So uh, it's good to be able to connect this way. Yeah, I, I just had to send a message out to the guys that I'm coaching. Um, that yeah, we, I've just pretty much said let's just run solo for the next um, few weeks. Um, mm. What have you guys been saying? Mattress, you know, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, I mean, like in terms of the people we coach. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> most of the people we coach are, are um, run a lot by themselves anyway. Um, but a few of the guys that coach have said that they're um, – some of them hook up with some training groups and they've said they've um, completely shut down. Um, yep. Some of them go from gyms and they've completely shut down. So, yeah, a lot of them are just getting out solo which i think at the at this current time is the is the best thing to do the best practice at the moment yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. i kind of just guiding people as well like we're we're pretty personalized that's that's that was always um i guess the brunt you know that when we started um run to pb that was that was our approach we wanted to be personalized and we wanted to have communication as key and, and right now that's you know that's paramount like so we're just Touching base, talking to all our athletes. Um, we had a co- coach's call on. Um, I know you might have seen it on Instagram. There's a few yeah. bloopers that came up with uh, with old Andy and uh, Jack trying to get their heads around Zoom. And um, but yeah, we, it was good. Cause we were all sort of bounced um, each other, coaches, our experience because you know no one's, you know, no one's really done this before. It's all uncharted waters, and we're all navigating our own ways. Um, but yeah, we've been able to sort of just all touch base with our athletes um, and and make sure that, you know, I guess everyone's got their own circumstances. So giving people, you know, talking to people about how they manage it, um, not going to the well and trying to crush sessions because there's no races on, um, things like that, and just and really just being in their corner. Yeah. Because how, how, a lot of those runners would have, you know, had goals and, and then suddenly this has all changed and you've probably, you know, had to have a chat to them all and go and just replan and, and maybe focus on different things. Like how have you, you know, there's probably going to be differences all along the line depending on the person, but like, have you just sort of focused on like your, their weaknesses or some, some other aspects of their training or yeah. What have you sort of um, been finding that you've been having to recommend? Yeah. I find like, um, yeah, absolutely. It depends on where they're at in terms of their season. Like, I had a couple of guys that were going to uh, line up for Boston Marathon. Um, so just pretty much pull back their volume, reduce the intensity and just try to get them to keep ticking the legs over because a lot of them, it's it's their outlet um, to um, get them away from work, get a bit of normality. So I wanted to keep training, but just um, reducing that volume and intensity has really helped them recover. And then... Um, then, yeah, just for a couple of weeks and then pretty much going to get them um, gradually increasing um, those those back up again. But, yeah, absolutely working on some of the weaknesses like um, and some of the things that we haven't managed to be able to do because it was a bit risky. So things just like heel sprints just to um, improve yep. that sort of muscle fiber recruitment. Yep. And, um, so that's what I'm – that's what I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to plan in on – that's what I'm planning on, on setting for them in, in the next week or two. Um, and then, yeah, I've got some others that are, have already been on breaks. Um, so they're pretty keen to get back into it. And I've really found that they're still motivated, but it's just about trying to pull them back. Yeah. Especially trying to keep their, um, yeah, like keep them from going. Don't want to dip into the well too much because then that's going to impact their immune system. And then if they get, get sick, um, yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to go so well. So it's really about making them understand that, that, um, that, yeah, the, the training does have an impact on your immune system. If you go too hard, um, the risks, um, yeah, there's some, some quite large risks involved with it. Yep. yep. 
yeah, I've found the same with my running. Like I was aiming for um, the Canberra 50K and then so I was doing like completely, you know, massive mile, like big Ks. And, and then as soon as I found out that that wasn't, wasn't on, I was like, oh, okay, perfect time to just wind it back and um, recover and, uh, and do less Ks and then maybe just, you know, like you said before, like do some hill reps because you can because you, you're not as tired and it's not as risky anymore. Um, or yeah, do you can fit the strength sessions in because you know you might wind the the volume back and you can just sort of focus on putting a good sort of base in so that you're um, it's almost like a preseason so that and, and you can really go about it slowly because there's no rush um, and uh, yeah that's what I've found is like a lot of the um, runners that I treat at physio wise they're always in a rush so this is I've almost found it really good the last week or two because um, we're not in a rush and suddenly they they do listen to what you say, like, you know, not urgently trying to get out the door. Um, so yeah, and that's a good time yeah. in a way, like as well, like just viewing it positively, I suppose. Yeah. Spot on. That's, that's the key keeping positive. And like, um, like you said, sl- slowing down, just enjoying running for what it is. Um, you know, we, we all do it. We all get caught up with races and times and Strava segments and all the rest of it. But like, you know, just in, in these times, it's just getting out the door, getting amongst, you know, obviously by yourself, but in, in nature or just getting out and um, escaping, um, you know, the, the chaos that's that's on TV and in social media. And, then, you know, you can switch off. Um, and, yeah, just, we're, yeah, working with my athletes about that and just just having structure but not being a slave to it. So, you know, if you if you just don't, if, if the day, you know, the session that we've set says, you know what, I'm not really not really feeling it. I'll, I'll just run easy today. There's, there's no problem. There's no, um, yeah, there's no real urgency around getting fit. And I think um, also, like you said, yeah, just working on some of those weaknesses and trying some di- different things. Um, yep. This is a good time to do it. No, and yeah, I've been like, um, and it, like a lot of the time, like the communication is, you know, how'd you feel or how, how'd the session go? You know, what, what'd you find hard? What'd you find easy? A lot of it's, um, a lot more of it has been just how do you feel in, in general life at the moment, not just purely about the, the running aspect because no. there's so much else going on for them that, um, that you've got to take that in consideration. So, yeah, it's a lot about finding out how they are mentally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like I even like the, in the hills today, I, I just felt like I had no energy and I was like, oh, what, what do I have no energy? Like I've been hardly doing any volume compared to what I was doing and I was feeling pretty well good during the week but I just think the whole stress of the situation and not knowing what to do with work um Mm. was definitely weighing on my mind today yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. and we're pretty lucky I mean the the community we've we've been able to build in the last few years um yeah it's it's probably it was probably what we had in a vision but now we've been able to sort of it's sort of come to fruition and like we've got a Facebook group, we're all communicating on that and there's people encouraging each other. And, you know, I've got a few guys that I coach in India and they're in lockdown, complete lockdown for the next three weeks, three, four yep. weeks. You know, they they can't literally, you know, they just go out for shopping, that's it. Can't go out and run. So it's, you know, and I've, you know, I've been WhatsApping them and chatting them and a few gags going on. But like just <laughs> having that, you know, I've never met these guys in my life, you know, real life, but. We've, we've become pretty close, you know, we, we have a few calls and all the rest of it. So, yeah, it's, it's that's what running, you know, as a community, whether it's online and offline, it, it brings people together. The more Did you get life. them doing um, drills down the, um, down the hallway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them's going to belt out a marathon like that guy in 
France or something, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the balcony. The down, on the balcony, someone did a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not advocating that <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> well, um, boys, I wanted to um, – because everyone loves listening to um, everyone's journey, their, everyone's running journey, and I thought this was probably a good place to start. Um, I wanted to go over um, – yeah, probably first first you, Zaka, like um, just going through – um, you know, some of the key moments of your running journey, um, if you sort of reflect back on it, um, uh, you know, what has helped you most performance wise? Like if you look back at experiences and, um, uh, and what's helped you um, also um, even just like become the kind of runner you are and the coach you are today, like what, what has shaped your views on running? Sure. Big question. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm getting old, mate. Like I'm, uh, I've been around the sport way too long. Uh, I mean, yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't do a little ath- athletics, and you know, I, I played footy, cricket. I mean, I was average at footy because I'm, you know, only about four foot. You're tall. Yeah. Well, yeah, I haven't grown since I was a kid. But anyway, um. Yeah, so I was I was Broken average. A generous sacker. <laughs> yeah, well, thank God for the hawkers now. I think that's. <laughs> but um, yeah, so no, I mean, I, I play and, and you know, Dane, I um, mentioned off league spin. I was actually off spin, Dane, but you know. oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, pl- I played a lot of cricket. Like that was a, that was my thing um, growing up. Like right through to 16, 17, 18, played played at school. Um, but I, I can still go back to what we used to do and I sound like I'm a hundred now, but like back in the day, and this is, <laughs> this is only, you know, um, back in the late nineties, uh, <laughs> you know, but we, um, that's all we do. We just play cricket and footy until it was dark, you yep. know, and you just, you, you know, just that's, that was our life. Um, and yeah, I, I loved cricket, but I probably just realized that I was never going to go and get in a. Australian team or something. <laughs> yep. um, and for, and running, I, I started at high school and got better um, right up to year 12. And then I thought, yep, this is, this, I'm really enjoying this. Um, so probably a key moment there was probably just moving um, through that high school transition into, um, into uni at the time and then um, going down to Ringwood Athletics Club. And um, I, old coach of mine, Mark Wright, um, Still keep in touch with him and some of the old guys like Alan Shields and Andrew Lamont, um, Matty Grant. We, I think, you know, he instilled um, that whole group running culture for me. Yep. Introduced me to Fernie um, and just how to train. Like, you know, I, I was just at high school. I was training semi properly. Like I was um, running, you know, four, five times a week and I was doing AGS cross country. Um but yeah, going into that year twelve, going past year twelve in the uni, I started to train more seriously and, and got some results. Um, and then yeah, that was um, so you know that was a key moment, I guess, transitioning. And then a few years after that, I, I was I was lucky enough to um, head over to the states and did um, one and a half years over in a college um, in West Virginia, of all places. Yep. That um, that was a, a moment for me just to, you know, sort of see where I could go with my running. Um, it was a small div two school. I um I had some chance, I had some opportunities at, at sort of lower D 
Div 1 schools, but I think chatting to the coach and all the rest of it, I, I made the call to go there and I enjoyed it. But um, I also, I know after a year and a half, I got a bit bit over it, a bit, bit homesick, I think. Just um, I came back and uh, I think just sort of left me for a bit there and I just probably, you know, enjoyed the other things that sometimes you'd sacrifice as a runner and yeah, I don't sacrifice it now, but like you know, just yeah, I just took a break from it. You know, I was I was probably a bit intense over there and leading up to that. Um, so yeah, then um, you what know, event? Me, what event were you doing over in America? Uh, it was cross country and track. Yeah. Um, wasn't it wasn't high jump, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was over there, I was over there run. Uh, and what what did you get your five k down to? Um, I never, I never really ran that well. Um, in the yep. on the track, I ran well in cross. I ran they could, a regionals cross. I absolutely got smashed there and like NCAA regionals, and um, I think I finished like a hundredth or something. And you know, you had yep. to finish at the top, maybe thirty to go to nationals or back then. Um, yep. this is in about two thousand and four, three, two thousand and four. I'm thinking. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, I still got to, we, we traveled around and still got to experience it. And, um, that was cool. It was a pretty cool part of my, part of my life. Um, you know, joined a fraternity, <laughs> did, some, <laughs> did some, you know, did all the, um, all the college things as well. Um, yeah. a few keg stands, but yeah, it was all good fun. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then that was, um, yeah, like I was saying, I took a bit of a break from it after that. And and uh, I guess the key moment coming back was, um, I mean, I actually started running young. Started, I don't know why I started again. I just, <laughs> I must have missed it. I was jogging. I was still jogging around. But I um, ended up with um, with Mark Hipworth and the Hippo guys down at, um, down at the old Olympic Park. Oh, yeah. Doing, doing pro running. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, professional is a loose term, but the handicap running, we end up at stall and that, that got me going again because it, it, I wasn't so far off. You know, you get a handicap, so you felt like you weren't that far off the pace. Um, and they were a good group, you know. It was good, good fella. I was back with Alan Shields and, um, I mean, he was, wasn't part of the post, but he was on the circuit. Um, and, yeah, Marantelli and Luke Bell was around at that point. Um Heaps of guys that I still keep in touch with, um, and we ran, we ran the circuit. We'd go away on the weekends. You go to Ballarat, Bendigo, and we'd go race and get on the get on the juice afterwards and have fun. <laughs> it was good. It was a good way to get back into it. Um, ended up going to stall a few times. Snagged a you know, like Hippo taught me the tricks of the trade, and I was able to snag a win at the stall in a two mile, which was um, which is back then was you know it was a huge highlight. Um, that's awesome. It, it kind of gave me that. You off. Um, oh, I had a pretty generous handicap. I would have thought. <laughs> um, did you put but, money on yourself? No, nah, I didn't. I was skewing at the time because I think I was, I was probably 100 to 1. No, um, <laughs> oh. nah, I, had, I, I had a decent odds too, but I wasn't smart enough to do that. Yep. <laughs> so that kind of springboarded me back into that. Like, I thought, okay, I was getting reasonably fit now. And um, went to, ended up at Melbourne Uni with um with the big hamster. I was living in Carlton at the time. I remember seeing the big guy, 
Um, oh, Hamish Beaumont. Yeah, Hamish Beaumont floating around the fan. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's like three times as tall as me. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, I, I hooked up with him and started training loosely with um, him and then formally, I guess, with Tony Brain. Um, and he really got me going again. Like, um, yeah, just having that group group effect again, which is, is really important. Um, yeah. Yeah, it got me back in the AV scene. Um Started sort of reconnecting with people I'd run with juniors and yeah, I mean, as we know. Is that when you started with Melbourne Uni? Yeah, yeah, that's when I got going with Melbourne Uni. Um, far out, must have been mm, 10, 10 plus years ago. Yep. Mm. And then, um, I mean, I, I remember I was, I, I was, I, I'd blown out, I'd put on a few kegs, like, um, <laughs> I wasn't that fit. Um, I can remember going to Sandown, like, and, and it was back then, um, Albert Park 10K was Sandown, um, where we do the relays now. Um, people who you know, uh, go to AV would know. Um, they had the 10K there, and I reckon I ran, like, 35, 34 minutes. I was, my goal was to break, was to get a top 100. I don't even yep. think I did. Um, and then, yeah, I just slowly just kept chipping away at it. Like, and that was, was that the short course of you, too? Yeah, probably was. <laughs> yeah, probably only nine k, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It shows how far you've come. Yeah, and I was just, um, yeah. When you reflect on it, you just go far out. Just, you know, you, you go through in this sport. You just go through a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of different moments and things that go up and down. You know. Yeah, I think that's an important point because a lot of people just stop as soon as it's not going anywhere for a few months and. Um. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's important for everyone to know. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. And, and through that time, even I get injured, I get a bit excited and try and do a little bit too much. Go to the you know, go up to falls and and be a hero and try and run a hundred mile week when I was only doing a hundred k. Um, <laughs> come back and go. Oh, I'm flying. I'm so fit. And then two weeks later, I'm in a moon boot. Um, <laughs> so you know you. And we've all done it. I mean, I've done it a couple of times. I've had multiple stress fractures. Dano's probably built a holiday house off the amount of times I've, uh, <laughs> I've uh, been to his physio. But um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's yeah, riding those waves, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're key moments. And then obviously, I started to get going in 2015, 2018, uh, yep. right through to 2018, joining Craig. Um, Craig Mottram, he I sort of got introduced through friends and just like the running community, it's small and you realise that people are just, you know, runners, whatever level they are, they're just people and they just want to help other runners. And uh, he he did that and, um, yeah, managed to get some really good results from under his um, under his coaching. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was a key moment for me, I guess, um, going that next – taking that next step um, – and yeah, getting the best out of myself. Well, I still remember, like, I reckon I sat down with you at um, Callista Tea Rooms up at Fernie after a long run. And yeah. I remember you just um, sitting across, across from me saying, oh, I reckon I'm going to get a coach. And um, and you said you'd been um, chatting to Craig uh, Mottram about it. And, and really, that was that was the start of you really sort of um, coming into your own and, um, yeah, really taking some huge chunks off um, – off your half marathon and 10k time 
yeah. um, in that period. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he he um, obviously he's um, you know one of the greats, um, but he also knows how to get the best out of his athletes. Um, instills that belief, doesn't overcomplicate things. Um, you don't get caught up in in trying to bang out super sessions. He's really and and it's you know these are the things that I've um, and all the coaches I've, I've reflected on there have kind of built my own philosophies around coaching. I've taken bits and pieces from it. Um, so yeah, I mean he he really did instill belief and was able to get results. I did the work, but um, you know it's it's a team effort in that sense. Like, and you have your groups, like you have people along the journey. There's been heaps of training partners that have um, helped that way along the way as well. Yeah. What, like you were mentioning, you know, you had a few injuries. Um, I mean, what's, what, like, was it the fact that, okay, I'm knuckling down now, I'm getting serious in so many different ways. Suddenly you started doing a few more one percenters as well. Um, or like what, what do you, or was it the consistency and you weren't overshooting and you were keeping it simple. You weren't doing any ma- massive sessions. So then you were just being consistent. So you weren't getting injured anymore. Like what yeah. was, or you had some more structure. Like, I think it was structure. Yeah. And I yeah. had someone in my corner, just, you know, keeping a lid on things. Like I threw away like the watch, you know, we'd use it for sessions, but it was all time-based. I'd never, you know, and, and even now I, I don't, I just run by feel. I know the loops. Um, if it's a session and, I'm going to hit something big that I can put on Strava and get some kudos. I'll put the watch on. But that's about it. <laughs> um, but like, no, that's, that's true. Like, I, I just love to, to roll easy now and roll, like, just go by feel, um, run with a group and, and do that. Um, but, yeah, that sort of thing, the structure, um, the group element, I think, also helped because you kind of were able to temper things around the group. You know, you didn't get caught up in, in doing your own stuff too hard. Um, yeah, keeping on top of maintenance. Um, all those things that, yeah, we they, they sound boring, but, yeah, you really need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Maddie, what about you? Um, I know most of your story, but um, <laughs> yeah, the listeners don't. Uh, yeah, so um, I guess I was... Uh, like my running journey, I guess I was brought up in a fairly um, active family uh, where my mum, she competed, uh, ran some marathons. Um, and she was actually coached by the late Pam Turney for a bit there. Um, and then my dad also, he was inspired around sort of the 1956 Olympics um, and started up some running, even started, uh, he even started up his own athletic club. Um, that had three members. Um, <laughs> it was called the Willow Grove, Willow Grove Athletic Club, and I think they competed out maybe a, a track out at Trelgan for a bit there. And so yeah, so like I was um, fairly well exposed to to running from a very young age, but I didn't really take it up. Like I was more more like with Zaka playing footy and um, and cricket. Um, I did like maybe two years of of little ass, but. Um, yeah, I remember having to do like the walk and um, it just wasn't wasn't really floating my boat. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think actually I, I did remember sort of doing the walk and I recognised, hey, if I start running here, they'll disqualify me. I won't have to do it. So you just start running and they drag you off the track and you'd be happy about it. <laughs> 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 um, 
<laughs> so yeah, so um, then yeah, sort of got involved a lot more with cricket and footy at the local club, and I was a little bit taller than Dacker, so <laughs> so I wouldn't say I had much success. But um, yeah, I really found like um, like I remember speaking like you'd turn up to preseason and and um, and you they'd make you do a three k time trial around the streets or something like that, and a lot of the boys would be asking the questions like, oh can we take like a footy with us? And like, I was never like that. I was like, no, nah, I just want to run. Like I can't yeah. quite enjoy that. Um, and so, yeah, when I, when I, um, we lost like, I don't know, over the course of my footy career, I lost five grand finals. So I was, uh, <laughs> and you're always on the pine. Weren't you? The bench was, yeah, sitting on the pine. Jeez, mate. You must've been the lucky charm. Oh yeah. It was, oh, I think I cried in all of them too. At the end. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> it was. It was. It was tragedy. Like it was. It meant so much. And and yeah, to keep keep um keep coming runners up was was wasn't that much fun. So in the end, uh, I uh, I sort of stopped the footy and then started getting into a little bit of running and and so I'd turn. I'd go down to the track um with sort of mum and dad and and um yeah and my brother as well and, and compete down for for Oakley um. Yeah, we'd compete sort of around Glen Huntley track and then end up Mentone and things like that. And then, um, yeah, so he used that as, as a bit of fitness um, and really started enjoying the challenge of, um, of the running itself. So, but then, yeah, after um, in university, sort of decided I wanted to take, take part in uni games um, as I'd heard it was such a – a fun sort of event to, to be part of and then so yeah got a got a um there was a at monash uni there was a coach pete um so i got in contact with him and sort of he um yeah he helped me guide me through i guess um like how to train sort of properly and, and the main thing i think that he instilled was the consistency um the consistency approach sort of a, a slow burn don't don't kill yourself in sessions things like that um yeah and so it started really enjoying that challenge of of the running and the environment as well of like meeting up meeting lots of people like like you two guys um yep. and so yeah really found that the, the like turning up to melbourne track classic say and um and it was i know you, you'd hang out with a heap of mates there and, and they're like oh this is fun and then you know you'd turn up to fernie and and you'd uh you'd have like i don't know group of up to 15 20 people and and then you'd all stop into the bakery on the way home and oh, yeah. and um <laughs> it was a bit frustrating though when those people were running a, an hour and they'd, <laughs> and they'd eat all the donuts yeah they just clean up <laughs> yeah yeah they'd clean up the donuts and then you'd go there and there'd be none left you're like mate like i've just plugged out 20 k's i've tried to smack two mile and there's no donuts left it was just and there's Luke Toomey just oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jam all over his face. <laughs> but yeah, so it just found that um, the atmosphere that that we'd created around those Fernie runs was fantastic. We even mm. like we, I think it was uh, Chris Hamer printed out a photo and oh, yeah. framed it for us at the at the bakery with with our all our ugly mugs on it. Um, Do you autograph yeah, so, it? Was yeah, it, what we call the Belgrave Bakery Harriers or something. Yeah, Belgrave Bakery Harriers. That's right. That's <laughs> so yeah, like I guess I, I started out that I was keen on the eight hundred, um, but 
um, it didn't take long to work out that I didn't have much natural speed. So started trying to extend that speed out, eventually sort of leading to the marathon, what, in 2014, um, and found yep. that that was, I guess I was a bit, that was kind of more, more, more the distance I was made for. Um, and, yeah, so, um, yeah, then, like, um, met up, like, yeah, with Dano sort of coming down to training and sort of having having a great training group there with, with you. Um, yep. I reckon that's like, you know, a big influence there it was actually a lot, a lot of the people that I trained with, um, as well as that. So like, I had a good opportunity with, um, when, um, Sarah Jamison, the, the former, uh, 1500 meter Australian record holder. And, and she asked if I'd go overseas with her to a, to be a training bitch. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I jumped at the opportunity. So I was so I managed, I was allowed, I um spent three months overseas with her, learning really about how to be a professional athlete. I guess, um, yeah, and she instilled some like really good values that um, from that experience, um, and just a, around maintenance, around um, making sure you get enough sleep, making sure you get the right nutrition in, and just things like that, and and. I remember, like, I asked her one day, like, you know, what what do you think about before a race? And she was like, oh, like, when I get to the start line, if I know that I've done everything I can um, to get to prepare myself, so that's why, like, if I've got 40 minutes on the program, I don't do 39.50. I'll make sure to do 40 minutes because I can get to the start line then knowing that I've done everything possible um, to prepare myself to, to for that moment, so... Yeah, I think things like that 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 really um, that really influenced me. And is that where you got your nickname? Is that where Scrivo um, oh, yeah. gave you your nickname, Mattress? <laughs> <laughs> is that the story? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think it might have been at Falls Creek one year, um, and there was a song came on, you "Can't Get No Satisfaction," <laughs> and he was started singing to me. And pointing at me, you can't get no mattress action. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, that's that's how um, that nickname came about, and that's lasted. That's been around for quite some time, really. That's just <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, that was good. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, like with you, Zach, like there's been so many ups and downs mm. um, throughout. For sure, like you, you you're running. Um, like I even like um, what was it just about 18 months ago had surgery on my ankle um, yep. had some bone spurs yeah. to take out I I tried to for the last for the past or previous five years to that tried to manage it with some cortisones and lots of rapid gel and stuff like that um, <laughs> that it um yeah it came to a point where I I got a stress fracture in the outside of my foot because I was um, I was trying to compensate for the for the bone spurs and running on the outside of my foot, and then it came to went to the doctors, and he's like, "No, nah, you're just going to have to go in and get it shaved." So mm. I bit the bullet and 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 yeah, got the surgery, and um, yeah, that sort of come out pretty well from that. Like out of all surgeries, like it's not not a, um, not too intense, but still something. So yeah, so then yeah, yeah sort of. Um, come to the point now where sort of getting into that coaching side and using all those things that I've learned from, from a variety of people um, and really trying to 
trying to pass off that knowledge and yeah i'm really enjoying that side of it now too yeah yeah and then like um like in in recent years Gemma's been coached by adam didick and you probably had a bit of like um insight to how adam operates and then i, I reckon like you've, you've learned a little bit from that and then also like even just recently like even just with like could you the last year or two like some some periods you've been quite tired and at times as well and sort of um you sort of learn a bit about um yeah i don't know like um you know trying to get yourself out of those over over trained states or those um those tired states as well yeah absolutely like i i mean yeah, with adam he's been great for Gemma. um like she's been through some some fairly serious injuries and and he's just been so um positive and, and willing to listen and and um willing to work with her um around that and uh I think that's helped her immensely um, to get her back running again because for a bit there she was really questioning whether she would like to continue. Um, but, yeah, he's – like I've seen him work with her like um, I think it was nationals at Gold Coast and, and she didn't perform like she was hoping to and she was really down about it. But, yeah, just having Adam in her corner and then she'd like – she'd talked to me before it or like after the race and I could tell she was really down and then like Adam and pull her aside and he just – like explain like I, I guess this is this would be why you you haven't really performed as as well as we were hoping and this is what we're going to do and she'd come back like really positive and um yeah I think his ability to work with his athletes in that way is, has been um yeah good for me to see and and I've learned a lot of lot from that but then yeah in in terms of the um yeah the tiredness like uh, like I've had it in bouts randomly like i um, yeah, I just really, really feel fatigued and flat. And, and I think it, like a few times it has come down to, to low iron um, and recognising that um, and getting tested and making sure that my iron's good. Like I really struggle with those um, those tablets, the, the ferrograd Cs. My stomach doesn't really um, work well with them. So, yeah, just going and, and getting that tested quite regularly. And then, yeah, was it? two years ago i came back from the philippines and and my stomach was for i reckon about six months so i was uh quite just just wasn't feeling right i was always churning uh and then it came to the point where i uh, on a thursday i was i had this um, pain in my stomach and then i was um pulling out some blood and then yeah. then it went away and then it came back again on the on the sunday night and then it went away and I did an easy sort of 70 minute run on a Monday. Uh, and then, and then it came on really severe. Like came back again, had more blood in my stool. So Gemma's like, you need to go try and take you to the, to the hospital. I was like, nah, no, nah, I'll be fine. I booked in for the doctors for midday tomorrow. And then, um, and then woke up the next morning and, and I, I, I took the day off because I knew I had to go to the doctors and, and I was quite sick. Um, and then, so I was, I got up to, to brew the coffee, sat down to write my extras um, for the classes and started re- feeling really faint and feeling queasy. And then um, so when the coffee was brewing, I got up to sort of get the milk together and, and, then, uh, and then started feeling really lightheaded. Everything started going black and then I started feeling sick. So I quickly tried to run to the toilet and passed out on the way there. Um, and then, yeah, Gemma ended up saw me on the ground and had to call ambulance and 
uh, yeah, get get dragged to hospital. Um, luckily enough, I sort of came back okay. But then, yeah, I was sitting in emergency and they scanned my stomach. But then, like, they did a CT scan, but they couldn't find anything because uh, because I've got so lot such low body fat percentage. You can't see the, in between your organs too much. So uh, they were like, "Oh, we're not too sure, but we're going to pump you full of antibiotics for for three days straight." Um, yeah, so I spent three nights in hospital getting full of antibiotics and then, um, yeah, and so they kind of didn't really know what it was, but I think it turns out it, it might have been something to do with a parasite I'd picked up in the Philippines and it had just taken a while to to take effect and it was just really like I'd felt because I was running terribly, like I just I had no energy. Um, yeah, I think it was, it was just... Um, really messy with my body and so yeah i learned a lot from that about getting tested and making sure that you if you feel unwell um feel that unwell you usually know your body pretty well to to take yourself to hospital yeah Um, yeah and then yeah yeah just recently after melbourne marathon again I, i started feeling quite flat like um took it and then took it easy and as soon as i'd sort of build back up again to around 100 k's in the week i'd I'd fall flat again and, and struggle. So got my iron tested and it was, it was, uh, it was low. Um, and then I, I didn't really want to get an infusion. I wanted to try to, to go away from the infusion and, and pump it up sort of in other ways. Um, but I tried that and a month later it had gone up by one point. So I was like, no, nah. <laughs> it had gone up from 29 to 30 or something like that. Um, so then I was, I got the infusion and then a few weeks later I was like, Wow. You were a different athlete, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. It was such a change. Like, I actually had energy. And it, and it felt like it wasn't just for running. It was general life as well because I was – before the infusion, I was yawning. I was – I'd do a run, then I'd just have to lay down for an hour because I, I just didn't have the energy. Um, yeah, so then after the infusion, I, I just had had um, had so much more energy just to, to mow the lawns or – um, yeah. chop some wood or do whatever I needed to do around the house. <laughs> do all the chores. Yep. <laughs> yeah, do the chores, yeah, the dishes, clean, I don't know, do the washing, whatever. Stop handballing off the Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Along the way, like, you've run some pretty handy marathons. Like, you didn't really um, touch touch on that too much, but how many 224s have you run? Like, um, oh, I did it in Melbourne in 2014, in uh, Rotterdam 2017, Auckland 2017, and Melbourne again 2019, four times. Wow, four times. Yeah. 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 So, and then you've run, like, so of all your, mar- how many marathons have you done and, and what range have they been in between? Uh, six and 224 to 226. Yeah, yeah. She's done six within two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you've never heard of hitting the wall, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that hell. No, that's, that's thankfully great. not. Yeah. Thankfully not. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'll just. Yeah. I, I like. I mean, it's it's good in a way, but it's also like, oh, I just want to belt one. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Weaker, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like harken back to your um, Auckland one. Um, where you won in um, 224 uh, low. Um, yeah. That was over a hilly course um, and you ran most of it, like you ran most of it solo, didn't you? Like I feel like it's there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it – oh, well, we did 
it, it was really humid. I remember checking the weather app and it was mid 90s when we started. It was like 6 a.m. but the, and it was cold, but the humidity was yeah mid 90s. Um, and then yeah, after 5k, like the first half of the Auckland course is quite hilly, and then it it tapers off, so the second half is quite flat. So. I'd been doing a lot of sessions over hills and I felt really comfortable on them. So I, I, at 5k, I was sitting with a pack uh, and then, yeah, broke away from the pack. And, and I, got, I think I took about, and I've got quite a, quite a lead. I think at one point it was maybe two to three minutes. Uh, and then I remember the, there was a, there was a car that you followed in front of you, this black ute and there's the guys who, who pulled up next to me, they were the race organizers and they're like, Oh, who are you? I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Matt. <laughs> where, are you, where are you from? I was like, oh, Australia. Wow. Like, oh, you're going all right. <laughs> Wait, well, because the best part of the story, wasn't it? You didn't even get an elite start. You were nah. on the other side of the fence. And then like last second, you jumped over the, the fence with two drink bottles in your hand and no one knew. <laughs> where. Yeah, wow. yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd eat because I'd entered so late. Um, because I was originally going to do Melbourne Marathon that year, but I got the flu, got influenza, and uh, put me out for a good few weeks. So then, uh, Auckland was, I think it was maybe two weeks later or a week later than Melbourne. So it gave me just that extra mm. week or two to get to to get myself right. Wasn't Josh and, Josh Macy? Was he the guy in second? Was he coming for you? Yeah, yeah. Josh Macy was there. Caden Shields was there. Oh wow. Um, I think he. Couple of good scalps, up, maybe halfway. Yeah, a couple of yeah. good scalps. Yeah, and then this other guy, uh, Reese. I think he was like a two twenty three runner. Yeah. Oh no, Blair. Sorry, Blair. Um, he was a two twenty three runner. Yeah. So I got to uh, got to about thirty ish k, and this this guy on the on the bike. I don't know some random guy was was yelling at me that I had an, another a minute or two. Hmm. up on the leaders i was like oh this is good and i was feeling great and then turned turned it i think it was about 10k to go you do you do a turn and on a 180 degree turn to head back and i was like and then i saw the other guys like oh they're, they're a bit closer than i thought but i felt all right and then all of a sudden yeah my just started cramping in my hamstring yeah. and had to had to uh, have a bit of a a bit of a walk for a bit because and I was worried. I was. I looked. I remember just at one point looking to the side and seeing a, a street that was coming off the course and thinking, "Yeah, that looks a lot easier." What? <laughs> hamstring just was not loosening, loosening up. But yeah, I just tried to really relax mm. at that point. It was about thirty-five k, and then it happened again. It happened twice. I had to stop and walk, and then eventually I, I got to a drink station and, and scaled some drinks. I think I might have had a gel as well. Um, and then about, oh, I think it was maybe maybe a K to go. That uh, Josh Macy was. Mm. I'll never look it back. And then he was like, he was just right there, like maybe ten, fifteen meters behind. And I just panicked. <laughs> <laughs> I tried not to panic, but at that yeah. point, I was like, man, I've been in front for nearly oh. forty k. Yeah, and I don't want to lose. And then that the dude in the Ute was yelling at me to, to, to get going in it with a few expletives. Yeah, because um, you weren't trying to get been, going. What's that? Because because you, you hold you, you know you weren't trying to get going at all. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah, I'm trying, mate. Yeah. But then yeah, we you you turn onto the grass with maybe a hundred meters to go, and I just yeah found 
Mm. Found a bit of a sprint finish and, and just managed to hold off Maisie. I remember so, a photo that popped up. I think you were just like on the ground and Josh, Josh Maisie's just <laughs> like, <laughs> you're both, yeah, absolutely spent. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember that photo. Yeah, it's a good photo. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, yeah, yeah, I, I do remember that. I remember, yeah, just like, I mean, the elation, like I'd, I'd been through a couple of hard months mm. um, at, at that point. So I was, I was quite happy to, yeah, to, to get the win and. Yeah, that sure. was great. <laughs> yeah, so it, sh- it shows because um, you would have gone out pretty hard there with that cramping at the end. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, because you, yep. did you go through in like 70, 30 or? Yeah, I think, or? yeah, 70, 30 or 70, 40. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. 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 Definitely so. bank some time early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, <that> was good. <laughs> All right. Well, um, um, I reckon next next one that I wanted to go over for both of you, like, what what's um some notable mistakes or weaknesses that you've had, um, you know, over the past, and um that you've really you know made a point of learning from or or addressing, and um, looking back on it, that's that's what you've you've ha- really had to work on, and um, yeah, that it's worth mentioning. Cool, I can I can yeah. take that on first. Um, so. In terms of, I think we sort of touched on it before around how, um, I guess, under Craig and under and just through a um, through time, I learnt about um, running by feel. So getting yep. getting into that, um, getting used to just not um, being so caught up with time and it's just time on feet, really. Um, Realising that it's a, it's all about the the whole week, not just one session. Um, and the whole block, not trying to felt, you know, something out of the park. Um, and, you know, I've probably, and previously I had had injuries through probably getting a bit too excited about some, you know, a couple of, I'd just go, you know, feel good, get that fitness there and I, I'll go and hammer a big week and then pay for it down the track. Um, so it was that whole, um, that whole, holistic approach I guess um, as to the week and to the block and respecting that um, yep. so yeah um, recovering as well but yeah keeping the easy runs easy and in knowing that you can, you can hit the session on a Tuesday like with, with Craig I was, we were Tuesday, Thursday Saturday um, so you knew Tuesday you know you'd, you'd hit a pretty solid one but then you'd, you'd hit a medium um, long run on a Wednesday but keep it cruisy go again Thursday and it was just that routine and that structure really helped. Um, we'd go to Fernie on Sundays and, and we wouldn't get carried away. Um, you know, we'd work hard, but it wasn't. Um, so reading the body on those days that you need to work. Um, and that was, that was something that, you know, I, I was able to sort of work towards, um, you know, and I guess they were mistakes I made in the past and they were probably weaknesses that I had um, around yep body and not listening and it took me a while it took me quite a few stresses and um visits to you dano i got a bit sick, sick of seeing you every few um but yeah those are you know they were they were i guess yeah they were mistakes and they were the ways i was able to sort of combat them yeah i reckon i i did the, exactly the same mistake um through all through school like i just train i just whacked everything i trained 100 percent nearly every run and um, I always underperformed on race day and was always flat and tired um, on the races that I wanted to go 
better at. So right. uh, it's 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 one that is pretty common yeah. um, in runners. But sometimes um, we're all too, I don't know, addicted or obsessed by the sport Absolutely, to, yeah. to really, um, uh, um, you know, acknowledge. Yeah, it. I mean, it's it's something I'm constantly working on. I mean, it's 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 a, and everyone as a runner has to because. It's dangerous when you get fitter. You know, you can go through these stages where you're just building, building, and then you start to go, okay, I'm, I'm starting to get fit here. I might plug in a race, and then, you know, you, you up the intensity a little bit. And just having a coach, having someone that maybe tempers that does help. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, yeah, so I'm constantly having to work on that. Um, you know, I've been throwing out some trash talk to mattress leading up to the river run and like even this year like i mean i'm still running i still enjoy it i still get the competitive juices going and then yeah and you just yeah yeah it's just a case of um yeah constantly being on that you know making sure you don't don't cross the line because we're stubborn i mean we're we're all resilient runners like we're all we know how to hurt we know how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable um and that's I guess it's a bit of a paradox for us because, you know, we can push through things when we probably don't need to sometimes. Um, yeah. And you get that rush, that whole rush mm. of like, you feel good after you're like a hard session. Yeah. yeah. It's addictive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Maddie? Um, yeah, I guess having been, having had some, I guess, illnesses um, is definitely, uh, and fatigue that's definitely listening to my body in that regards to making sure that if I am, feeling like that that I do back off and because I know that if I don't back off and instead of having you know an easy week it might be it, it might have to be a, a month or two to actually come back and start feeling good again um yeah so making sure that yeah I, I have those recovery days when when if I am feeling fatigued um and the other one I guess is I I wasn't really good at um at, at eating post run or, or getting enough nutrition in post run um so that's something i've really tried to work on so i always buy some some sort of protein mix with carb some carbs in there to to have after a hard training session or or a long run not enough donuts make sure i'm replenishing quick enough (laughs) what's that blame to me for not enough donuts oh yeah yeah exactly (laughs) it's exactly right i mean chocolate milk and donuts so they got neither of them (laughs) give you a chance to get a Krispy Kreme uh, sponsorship after this (laughs) (laughs) for sure (laughs) yeah so i guess you're woofing down that protein mix now what's it am i yeah, I always see you drinking that after each session. Now, oh yeah, I like I actually like I enjoy it. Like I, it's it's tasty, yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like it's almost a reward at the end. Like I finish the finish the run, and and I and I look forward to it. I'm like, yes, I got the chocolate milk there. And have <laughs> yeah. my shake. Yep, <laughs> but it's actually not chocolate milk. It's like some sort of powder. Um, well, actually, something I got from Zaka the other day when he gave me some too. Um, yeah, some of the good yeah, stuff. that's a. And making sure that I that I'm drinking like throughout the day, like as um, I guess when when I'm teaching, I find I don't drink enough fluids, and, and at the end I'm just so parched, and I just need to make sure that I space that out. And I've I've sort of been using some electrolytes like your hydrolyte uh, in my drink bottle, and because I kind of get a bit bored sometimes of water. So and and the electrolytes are good; they allow you to actually absorb that water. So I've been um I've been doing that especially over summer um, on hot days or when I know I've got a hard session, I'll, I'll make sure to put that in my drink bottle. Um, yeah, just so I stay hydrated. And I think that's sort of 
it is helping. Uh, yeah, it is helping. Yeah, yeah. And Matty, um, there's probably one thing that I reckon you should mention is like, what about like changes in training? Like, you know, like say you've done something for a while, like four or five years, and you just change the same. You train the same way. Like, like you you probably like we've both experienced that ourselves. Like we sort of trained the same way for four or five years. Um, do you have anything to say about like you know the, the the benefit of variety and, and mixing it up and um, yeah, just um, trying thing, different things at, at times. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there, like there is, like, as you say, there's many ways to skin a cat, but the, the, like um, having that sort of breakdown, you know, your Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday sessions that it don't really change too much at all. Um, you're just missing that variety. And I, I, off, yeah, it, it you want some sort of different stimulus, and if that's what you're doing all the time, then it then it can get a bit boring, a bit mundane. So, yeah, having definitely having that the variety. So mixing up with um, <clears throat> mixing up with you know some some longer, um, longer faster or longer slower sessions, like just taking your your thresholds back, but you know extending them out, um, and then also having a, a, a layering your session so instead of just just doing you know 400s or something or k reps then you know you're doing a tempo beforehand then you're doing some into some 400s and then maybe a tempo after or you're doing a a tempo and then into some hills so just having that layer and, and having that variety and because your body isn't like when it races it's it's not just you know i don't know it's it needs that different sort of stimulus um yeah. and i really found that that's helping me um um enjoy my running a lot more rather than just doing the yep. same thing week in week out for sure um yeah 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 because it's like a beauty in consistency and keeping it the same because it it um you know it's very easy to control the variables and so you do do sort of add layer upon layer but i think once you've run for a long long time then slowly changing some variables especially if you feel like your performances have reached a sort of peak and mm. they're not changing yeah. much then i think you're You've been a little bit silly if you're not trying to change it a little bit or tweak it here and there, especially if oh, you know absolutely. you see your event, whatever you're training for, try to make the session specific to that, um, and uh, yeah, just mix it up a little bit, like you say, so you stay passionate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because if you like, if you keep doing the same thing week in week out and expect it a, a different outcome, then you know that that's just not going to happen because you, you're not adding in a different stimulus. So yeah, having that is is like imperative to improvement i'd say especially once you've you know done it for like 15 years or something and yeah. you just keep doing the same thing yeah yep um yeah no, that's great um i wanted to go over like um yeah just one more question and then um wanted to just touch on yeah online coaching a little bit just to get a bit of an idea um on what you offer and 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 how you're finding it but um what have probably been your, yeah, both of your, like, Zach, we'll start with you, your most memorable running moments? Um, yeah, just list um, whatever comes on top of your head. Um, yeah, well, look, I was probably comes to mind was um, the half. I, I was able to win the um, AV half or Victorian half marathon. Uh, which I think you listed as a PB of 66. I never dreamed of run. You know, I had goals, you know, when I got back into it, maybe I could break 72 and then 70. And then to get down that far and to actually win an AV 
race and it was probably the softest AV race in you know the last twenty years. But um, I, I'll take it. I'll claim it, and you know it's in the in the in the books as as a win. So, um, but yeah, like that race, like um, for me, yeah, that was it was a big moment because, and it was a, it was definitely memorable because, um, yeah, I you know I'd come a long way in probably from sort of coming back into it and getting getting work uh, working with a new group and working with Craig and um, yeah, just building like, you know, I, I, I hark back to even Sandown to try and crack that top hundred and then going through the AV scene and wanting to get in the top 50, top 20. And then I remember, um, I remember Brimbank um, back in the day, there was a, a 10 mile at Brimbank and this was the year before, I reckon it might've been the same year. Um, I finished third to um, Mitch Brown and, and Liam won it. Um, Liam Adams, admittedly, Liam had, I think he'd run 30K beforehand or something. Um, <laughs> still, you know, ran there, probably, you know, had a few beers and then punched out the race um, and belted everyone. But I, I finished third in that race and that was like it was my first AV med, open medal. Um, that was the course, I don't know if you boys remember, um, where you had the big hill and the, uh, the cowbell. Oh, the cowbell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it was pretty yeah, epic, was you know, cool. it was three laps, I want to say, maybe four laps. And I remember sort of starting conservative and then working through and then going, shit, I'm actually in, in I'm a chance here to bloody get a medal at an AV Open. Um, yep. So that was, that was big. And then from that, it gave me that, and Craig was um, coaching me at the time and, you know, he you know, obviously he'd said, yeah, you can, you can get a top five here or top 10 and I was like, oh yeah, whatever, <laughs> go out and run it. And then the same happened for the for the half, you know, he said, you're, you're probably in 66, 67 shape. I was <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that was like on Getting the Thursday and I was just like, really? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it just, it unfolded. Um, I, again, I started conservative. I, I reckon in that race, I was, you know, as far back as 15th, through you know 10th or something through the first um you know 8 to 10k and just kept kept rolling and felt good and picked people i remember having a, a battle with um oh, geordie nelson you guys will remember geordie from yeah um, oh, yeah yeah um, was cannon yeah and uh <laughs> could run can run yeah could run yeah could run um, good bloke very good bloke um few few listy runs with him and uh the crew and <laughs> jeffra and those guys but um yeah, it was that was one of those um, moments where you know you you kind of get into a race, and I think Nick Earl was. In fact, the year before, I reckon I finished fourth to Nick Earl in a sprint finish. Um, yeah, he he sat potentially sat on me. Oh, Nico might listen to this, but uh, <laughs> that was and Nick Nick's an unbelievable athlete. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's creaming it now, and uh, he's pretty big time. I think he's on another podcast, uh, <laughs> pumping away uh, some things. But um, yeah, he um, I remember that. Yeah, that year before, I I was I was out of the medals because he um he uh, kicked me in the last maybe three hundred or something, put the afterburners on me, and um, I don't have much of a sprint. So yeah, it was a good redemption to then come out and um yeah finish win the race um. And a time that yeah, I, I never sort of thought was was going to be possible. Um, because I remember messaging you um, on Facebook like the day before, <laughs> and you're like, I'm, "I'm in bed. I reckon yeah, I'll just be wrapped up, you know, run around seventy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and I remember when you were just 
um, routinely running like 69. Um, mm. So it was just a hell of a breakthrough. It's, yeah. It's really, I think that's what, you know, when you get those kind of runs where it just feels effortless and that's, they're the ones that just keep you going yeah. and make you love the sport. No, to be honest, like I was, I was kind of flat that week. I don't know what it was, but I had built up really well. And I think it just, maybe, maybe sometimes you get that feeling before a race where, you know, and I've learned over the journey that, yeah, sometimes you just that, that taper or that week where you're like, okay, I'm, um, you just, yeah, you, you don't you feel a bit different and you just, the body was just maybe bracing itself for something hard. And I, yeah, I didn't, and Craig, Craig, it instilled belief. And I, I you know, it's, and it's easy for people to tell you that you're going to run a certain pace, but you've got to believe it yourself. And it, it took me a while until I actually got out there and I was like, shit, I'm actually feeling good here. Like this could mm-hmm. actually happen. Um, and yeah, it did. So yeah, that was, that was a memorable <laughs> moment um, for sure. Nice. Maddie? Um, yeah, I'd say oh, definitely the Auckland Marathon that we covered before. Um, yeah, from especially just coming from where the, the past few months that leading into it hadn't been fantastic. So I'd, I was really, yeah, excited to get that one. Um, yeah. Especially but, a marathon win. like yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, it was just, yeah. It was just, I guess, yeah, exciting to get to, to run a PB and then, um, and then also win the race, like. That yeah, it, it was um that was exciting. Even um, the, way, the way you did it and and that photo at the finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a lot of emotion going into that for sure. <laughs> yep. That one in the pool room is it mattress? Uh <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's number one in the pool room. <laughs> Takes up the whole room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's nothing else in the pool room. Just that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, Melbourne Marathon last year coming from. Um, coming from having surgery basically a little like, 10 months beforehand, that was, yeah, that, that was, I was yeah excited to get that out and, and get so close to running a PB. That was, that, that meant a lot to, to, um, yeah, to get that one out because I see a lot of people sort of coming back from injuries and, and pushing it too much or belting themselves or, you know, thinking, thinking that, oh, you know, I used to, I used to run this pace for this this I don't know, long run or whatever it might be um yeah so to come out and sort of and, and do that coming off um coming off surgery that was that was yeah um quite memorable um because yeah, it's been a, a while since your your fifth marathon like so you've done six like it'd been a while since your, your last one before that yeah you? yeah Auckland was the one before yeah so two years um yeah. basically to the, almost to the day I guess yeah yep so yeah to to come off and then like I'd also spend time in hospital was like, yep. like with the um with the stomach infection and with a colon infection that's what it was yeah yep uh then oh, actually the two time stall beer mile champion is uh, <laughs> rates relatively highly I've got a sash somewhere for that as well. have you won that twice yeah yeah I won the inaugural one and then um yeah won it maybe couple of years after that yeah josh josh then, harris yeah. wasn't on town obviously no nah, no nah, he wasn't no nah, thankfully <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, blanche you dodged charlie blanche dodged, no i think second was uh was was luke toomey actually oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Can, the donut donuts. mile <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that guy can drink a beer it's impressive yeah. um and then oh i guess one of the like not related to me but when i um 
Demer had had a, a stress fracture in a femur. No, it's not, not a femur. In a in a pelvis, in a sacrum, and then um, and then yeah, so she got herself together. I think it was maybe only a few months later, uh, to to compete in the world cross trials to to get to Uganda, and then um, yeah, and see so she she ended up making the team. So that was like in terms of um, yeah, very memorable. That I, I was up there, and and it was so exciting because I missed the first time she she made it. So that was yeah getting up there and seeing that was um was definitely very memorable um, yeah you mean going and to the it, trials that... and watching it what's that sorry? watching at the trials yeah yeah going up and watching yeah it. yeah being actually there yeah yeah like that meant yeah. yeah that that was so exciting to see that um because i'd seen like the amount of work that she'd mm. put in uh to to get herself prepared for it uh, that was, yeah, yeah, that was quite amazing. I think we all probably, uh, probably all know, like, obviously, Gemma, your partner, but, like, other training partners that you see along the way, that what they do behind the scenes and, and their story, everyone's individual story to get their PBs or their races, get their times and achievements. It's, everyone's yep. got their own story and their own path. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Yep. It's really exciting and, and rewarding when you see that. It is absolutely yeah. Seeing it, seeing it come to, um, yeah, come out and 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 play the way that you're hoping it to. Yeah. Um, but I reckon also that the the trips to Lake Biwa, yeah. Chicago, Rotterdam, like, yeah, those are like, those are just memorable. Not like I mean the races were were great, but just the trip and the trips themselves. Yeah. And, um, Some of Dano's and all, all three of us. Yeah. All three of us did Lake Biwa, but I've just blocked it out of my memory. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you you were a menace on that trip. <laughs> oh. Some would say yeah. a liability at times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Buying like what was an eighty dollar pizza. Yeah. Yep. I think you didn't work out what um what currency you were the currency converter wasn't working for you. No, yeah. it really wasn't. <laughs> And, and seeing Lee, like Liam, I think we were there with Liam, um, Liam Adams, and seeing him, what he went through on that trip, you know, it was yeah. pretty heartbreaking because he had to pull out, I remember, in that race when he's trying to qualify for Rio. Yep. Yep. And then what, reloaded two weeks later oh, and got, yeah, got Warsaw. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, six, six weeks later or something, mm. um, did Warsaw. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there, there are moments like, and and we we've all been on trips together, like whether they've been domestic or overseas. Like that's what running's about. Like you know, you're getting together, yeah. and we all put it out there on the on the on the race day, but then catch up and share the war stories. Oh yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Watching Dano try to <laughs> use his yogurt maker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Or when I bought that orange with a straw in it for eight bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eight, eight buck orange. Yeah. Eight buck orange. I think the Japanese economy is still still uh, going strong off the back of your uh, antics over there. <laughs> <laughs> or when you lost your you lost your ticket to the Shinkansen. <laughs> All right, um, perfect time to move on. Um, then, we got um, plenty more of uh, Dano stories, but anyway. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, I just wanted to touch on before, like, exactly you were saying, um, oh, you just, you know, with partners or watching, you know, good friends, see them get a good result and you, you really do sort of, like, see what they've put into it and, and what's going behind the scenes and, and you really do sort of, like, get excited and, 
or you, you feel nervous for them before they're about to to race. Um, with your how, how you guys have started up your run to PB um, uh, online coaching, like I, I guess you would have found that um, that now that you're coaching a lot of others, like do you get the same thrill um, coaching others now um, as well as it, as you used to get um, or as you still would get when you with your own performances? Yeah, um, I'll go mattress. Um, yeah, absolutely. From my <laughs> end, um, it's it's riding the the roller coaster as well with the athletes. Like you know, planning um, things happen when you run. Like you know, you can put the plans in place, and then an injury comes out of nowhere that that you know we we all didn't plan for. Um, so riding those that wave, um, planning for races is exciting, and then doing the work, seeing the athletes commit, like it's 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 really um, rewarding seeing um, obviously your athletes um, go along a path and, and aim to say break three hours and put in the work, like the commitment, whether you're, you know, a 212 guy or a, you know, a 330, like, you know, it's all relative. People are putting in what they can, um, you know, even I, you don't get caught up in that. I mean, it's more about, um, you know, seeing that going going through the journey with them um, and being able to just bring in the knowledge that we've acquired over the years is um, people that, you know, are, um, have, have been in these situations before and, we, you know, we're, we're there to help them. Um, and, yeah, it's so rewarding. I love it. Yeah. Because um, so, how many um, coaches do you have, and how many athletes are, are you coaching now? And and just tell us a bit more about how it started, and and what uh, did you picture it to evolve this this way, and how big it's become? You guys, are Maddie? Um, so Hi. Um, yeah, I can go. Um, <clears throat> so where we're at now, we're at ten coaches, including um, yeah, all the, the three, three or four founders. Um. It varies across the group, uh, against across the coaching group, but as a group, I think we were about 130, 140 athletes in the um, at the moment, um, and yeah, it's just that's um, something we when we started, we obviously wanted to. All of us thought, look, we were kind of all coaching our um, couple of mates or friends and people who would sort of hit us up and. Um, we thought, well, let's let's pull our resources together, formalise it, and really give back to the community. Um, share share our knowledge. Um, you know, obviously, I've got a marketing background. I I wanted to kind of bring it as a brand and bring it as a consistency. So bring in some systems, make sure it was um, a, a service that you know. I, I know people have done done it before there's an excel sheet flying around and i wanted to make it personalized i didn't want it to be template i didn't want it to be just you know i'm training for the melbourne marathon here's a pdf um you know i I wanted to go away from that and there is um merit in you know just i think giving people structure and personalization um and i think particularly for people that maybe get into running and do things, maybe do a cash to 5K or whatever. They, they get into it and they enjoy it. And then they get to a point where you probably plateau or you think, okay, I need a little bit more than than just reading off this PDF and or this app. I want to actually interact with people that know what's got, have been there, done that, and are across it. Um, and that's where it sort of evolved. We thought, well, there is an opportunity that 
um, people want to know from runners direct, you know, and, and connect with them. Um, and the other thought was twofold. We, we actually, uh, I've been in the, in the game, as you know, for a while, I've got a lot of relationships yep. and I wanted to give, uh, athletes and we as a whole, we thought, well, there's a, there's a good chance like this. We've got Olympian, Matty Hills, um, Jack Davies, who's been at a great, uh, at a great level, a top level runner himself, um, Andy Buchanan, you know, he's run 62.50 for a half. He's made some Australian teams. He's on the cusp. These these guys, they're competing at a high level. They're, you know, pro or semi-pro athletes. Um, you know, we kind of thought, well, is there an opportunity for them to work with athletes as well to supplement the sacrifices that they make, maybe from a career point of view, where they can actually use this as a – as a way to, while they're traveling or they're training overseas, to actually also help them, um, you know, work with athletes and also, you know, maybe help towards some of those costs that come up. So that was, there was sort of twofold around that. Yeah, I think the, the fact that it's online, um, uh, the advantage is that you're able to, you know, no matter where you live, like you said about the you know, coaching those guys in India, like you're you're able to um um act, have athletes access you know such good um experienced um mm. you know runners um you know from the other side of the world yeah and when we started it like like I said earlier we we wanted to build a community we wanted to get people together because we we get it we know how good running is and can be when you get in a group but if you're doing it solo it's hard and a lot of these nearly I'd say ninety five percent of our um athletes run solo but they go out and punch out sessions and they come home and they want to tell their husband or their wife oh yeah just belted a monitor like they don't care like <laughs> but, you know it, yeah. they don't get it um but if you can you know jump on and just give you give the lowdown on what your session and you'd have someone giving you feedback then that's you know that's something that they really enjoy and they can learn a lot from um and we've been fortunate enough like we've built a really strong community um we we had um, a run down the river run in Geelong just recently and we brought – we just had a marquee set up. We had people there and it was really cool. We did a warm-up, warm-down. Everyone chatted. People who had not not met, only just been through Facebook member group and through Final Surge and Strava. They've been giving each other kudos. They actually were able to catch up, um, have a coffee, chew the fat. Um, and, you know, we've, we'll continue to do those things at um, races and whether we do it, whether we were to evolve to, to our offline groups, that's to be um, that's something in the works when things um, things happen down the track. Yep. And Matty, how have you found the whole um, coaching um, experience and online? Um, like, uh, like, have you found that yeah, it's made you sort of? Um, I know you've learned a lot um, in terms of, you know, you, everyone's always learning, but like from like the soft skills of coaching and training philosophy. Um, yeah. Like how have you found the whole, cause some people could argue that, Oh, okay. Online, like how are you going to actually monitor me really well? So like, how have you found it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good point. But like with this, um, I mean, with the, the days now with your gun, <clears throat> with your Garmin watches or whatever it might be, the, like the data that it sends through onto, so we use Final Surge as, as the app, the data that it sends through is, is 
is amazing. And, and you know, it's quite, I mean, it's not a hundred percent reliable, but it's quite reliable. And, and it, I mean, it's not just that, that you get them to get your athletes to, you know, to write up how, what their perceived effort was, how they felt, what yep. they found hard in the session. Um, and you can give that feedback um, via all those different means and, and you don't have to be there like in, in person itself. Um, and so I found it, yeah, it, it's, it's really like, cause I, I think some people sign up sort of um, wondering if, if it's going to work, but once they see the value in it, um, like the, our retention rate has been amazing because people have really enjoyed um, being part of it. And that, and the, the, the communication that we've kept up and, or, and you just see it through all the coaches, like just pops up like comments, 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 like um, everyone's yeah in, in a lot of communication with their athletes and, and they can see the benefit from it. So it's been, yeah, it's, it's working really well. Um, and I think um, and it, just, just to say something, I think we've been spoiled mattress yeah. and, and Dano that we've grown yeah. up in a community around Victoria, particularly uh, big running community. Um, yeah. There's places uh, we've got a lot of clients in Queensland um, and, there, there isn't that real. There's a, there's groups, but it's a lot of people out there doing it solo. They're doing it, um, you know, they don't have that option where, okay, at five o'clock I can get to a group, you know. Um, yep. And that's that's where we've been able to kind of go, okay, there, there is another option. You don't have to do it completely alone. We can help you out in that sense. Yeah, and they, yeah. They, they feel like there's someone there, like it's keeping them accountable, watching over them, like, you know, they – sometimes they're just, they're just like you know if they miss your session like they're really apologetic i'm so sorry i missed it and you know i work got caught up at work or i slept through my alarm it's like oh no it's you know it's that's fine but like they feel like you know they they really want to to do everything that's set mm. um and and your and that accountability is what we're finding a lot of a lot of our um athletes are, are really keen on yep yeah yeah 100 percent. like just setting that um that run so that they almost feel like they have they have to do it and then you know rather than them setting it and then they can just go oh no one no one knows about yeah, this no one's watching it. yeah yeah, not do it. yeah absolutely exactly all right boys yeah. like that's been a um ripper chat like um i'm just wary of how long i've held you up um but <laughs> yeah i think we've covered covered um some great stuff in terms of yeah going over just what you guys have learned over your running careers some memorable moments some moments that what you've really learnt from um, and then also just a bit about um, run to PBs, um, which is, you know, um, really going well. And I, I think it's really adding to the running community, um, not just in Australia, but worldwide. So um, no, really enjoyed this one. Um, just a good chance to catch up with you guys again. Thanks. Thanks. Dana. Awesome, thanks. Always good. Uh, uh, no worries guys. Yeah. Um, cheers for that. Send us over a few um, yeah. Japanese yens for that, mate. <laughs> 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 Thanks, good Dana. chat mate right. take no. care guys no worries guys yeah. alright All right. see you guys bye. see you mate bye